Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Love is at the core of things. It has been said that God is love. It has been said that the creation occurred because of love. God's love. God's love for us is the cause of our creation. When one thinks about the implications of what love truly is, one must be careful in talking about love. Love is a portal and a gateway. Love is an acid that does away with that which is contrary to God's qualities. Love is a reducer. It reduces ego. It does away with anger. It destroys the qualities that bind us to illusion. Love is the great equalizer. When love overwhelms us and we are caught in its midst, we are then without the capacity to assert our own will. Love does many, many things. And we, in order to follow this path of light, must learn to love. Love has taken on various connotations in the world that is illusory. There's love tied to lust, and these are often confused. There's romantic love, which is the kind of love that's tied to lust. All of, many of, the romantic poets had a very powerful ulterior motive behind their words of love. The motive was quite simple very often. But we need to 
talk about divine love and our ability to comprehend divine love and our ability to dive into divine love. Divine love is what separates Sufism from religion. In religion, there is not a prerequisite that says you must love. However, if you understood the the core of religion, which is la ilaha illallah, nothing exists but God, you would understand that to understand that, you have to understand love. So, Halaj loved and said, Anulhaq, I am reality. Transcending the world by riding the magic carpet of love. Love goes beyond religion and love annihilates the lover. Love annihilates all that the lover brings with him. Love annihilates the illusory world and love annihilates all that we adhere to in the world. Yet, simultaneously, within this annihilation, we are still physical and part of this world. And therein lies the subtle understanding of the ability to follow law even though we are in annihilation. Follow law even though we have transcended being. Because we can't stay as a transcended being. And we shouldn't assume that we have become a transcended being. Pray to be transcended. Act as if you are bound to the law. Pray to be without restriction. Act as if you are bound to restriction. Within this subtle understanding of burning away all of the restrictions of existence, yet adhering to the restrictions of our existence, is the subtle path that we follow. We must lose ourselves, yet be bound. We must be annihilated, yet be bound. We must disappear, yet be bound. And it's in the freedom 
of being bound by that which is appropriate, that we are given the springboard for annihilation. If we cannot respect the rules of physicality and the rules that control our physicality, we can't make the jump from physicality because these rules set the groundwork for our ability to escape. So, love transcends all. It is a cosmic ray that brought about creation. It is the cosmic ray that connects us to our soul and through our soul to our creator. Yet, our creator placed this cosmic ray within the elemental form that we call our body. And our body is subject to the nature and rules of this existence. In addition to the physical restrictions we have on ourselves, we also have mental restrictions on ourselves. And when these mental restrictions run amok, we have terrible chaos and catastrophe within the world. War doesn't start by one man's aggression. It starts through a communal mindset that allows this aggression to grow. And then it does away with the law and replaces it with a rationale as to why these acts now become appropriate. Love, if it is brought into the equation, would wipe these acts away. The cure to war is not more weapons. The cure to war is not diplomacy. The cure to war is love. The cure to aggression is love. The cure to all of our anxiety is love. The cure to all of our problems is love. What don't we have enough of? Love. Because once you have love in abundance, you have enough of everything. And this is the point of understanding that has to come into our being as to what it is we're really searching for in this world. Can we bring love 
to the table in each of our settings? Can we bring love to the forefront of our interaction with others? Can love override, can we allow love to override the other emotions that come from us when we are in the midst of conflict or chaos? Or can the emotions of conflict and chaos blind us to what love does and what love can do? And therefore, do we allow ourselves to get into the problematic experience that chaos brings about for us. To be centered without motive and without an overriding ego-centered will is a very, very difficult thing to do. And without being in a state of love, it's an almost impossible thing to do. To be centered without motive means selflessness. And to be able to practice selflessness, we have to be able to practice forgiveness to all that comes and attempts to harm that self that we're trying to do without. We have this automatic response in ourselves to protect what we think is our boundary, to protect what we think is our space. But if we are selfless, that need to protect fades, and it fades because it loves the aggressor. And that conundrum of loving the aggressor (coughs) becomes an extremely difficult puzzle for man to solve. So, if we all loved the aggressor, the aggressor would soon be overwhelmed by what he faced. But it's the resistance to the aggressor that makes the aggressor stronger. Because you can't incorporate him, he can't be incorporated into you and simultaneously be aggressive. The, the path is subtle. And the path takes years and years of understanding to finally come to the point where you don't need to do the law, yet you must do the law. Um, you don't need to do the ritual, but you must do the ritual. To find our way 
through all of this takes a melting heart. And why does the heart melt? It melts because it's overwhelmed by love. It melts because it's overcome by love. It melts because love has empathy. Love feels the other to the point where the other is not separate. And the problems that exist within creation all exist because of separateness. We are separate from each other, and then we are separate from God. We are unified with each other, and then we are unified with God. Can we end the separation? Can we end the differences? Can we absorb all of that which seems as other and become part of it? Can it be part of who we are and can we act as if it is part of who we are? How do you train for this? How, how, how do you uh, become less separate? How do you learn to be tolerant? It only begins to stick when you realize that your only chance for redemption is through loving. Your only chance for the rising of the self to a higher plane is through loving. So we have a choice. We can stay in the mundane or we can rise to glory. And what keeps us in the mundane is separations. We only become the next level when we are inclusive of the next level. And as you rise in levels, God's qualities become more evident. You can't rise to the level of mercy unless you're merciful. You can't rise to the level of compassion unless you're compassionate. You can't rise to the level of love unless you're a lover. We can't move through the qualities that are exalted unless we become the qualities that are exalted. And that which holds the exalted qualities together is love. We were created in love, and we are sustained in love. And if we fight that which created us and sustains us, how can we be together with that which created us and sustained us? We become an enemy to that which created us and sustains us when we don't 
absorb and become imbued with the qualities of that which created us and sustained us. So, Allah set forth rules in the world. And Allah set forth these rules to allow us to become at one with Him. To allow us to disappear into Him and know of the glory that He knows. He is Rahman and He allows us to become Rahman. He is Rahim and He allows us to become Rahim. He is mercy and allows us to be merciful. We need to understand the connection in our progression as we become the qualities that He is. And in order to do this, we have to bind ourselves with the rules that creation is bound with and simultaneously disappear beyond that binding into that which is the exalted nature of the Creator. And love does this. Love changes diapers without any difficulty. Love is a nurse in a hospital who gives herself up to the illness of her patient in such a way that the patient can find some comfort in his situation. Once I was uh, in Sri Lanka and our sheikh was on the second floor in his room and there was a doctor on the floor of the dining room who had dengue fever and dengue fever is a debilitating uh, sickness and the sheikh called for the doctor to come up to see him and the doctor literally crawled up the steps with great difficulty and after quite a bit of time got into the sheikh's room and the sheikh looked at him and said you should understand that the way you feel now is the way your patients feel and you should understand now how to treat them because you understand what it is to be them. Go back downstairs. And he recovered. And the real question is, did he understand? And did he take that into his bag of doctoring? 
did it become part of what he administered to others? A kind word is medicine. A smile is medicine. A warm hand is medicine. A welcoming demeanor is medicine. And these are all part of a lack of separation and a conjoining with, an empathy with, a coming together with the other so that there is no other. There just is. To lose yourself into the other was and is one of the practices of some Sufi sects. They will sit together and look at each other and concentrate on each other until they disappear as individual entities and become unified as one. Question. Can you give yourself up to that extent? To do that, you have to have enormous trust in the other. Can you give yourself that amount of trust in the other? It's called Halvet, and there's a Halveti order in Sufism, that tarikat. And this was their practice, to disappear into the other and then disappear. Because there were no longer boundaries, there are no longer boundaries in our physicality. I see my face in your face. I see myself in you. Can we go to that place? Can we live without our distinctiveness? When this body disappears, the distinctiveness of the body no longer exists. Yet if we hold on to the distinctiveness of the body, we cannot be within the light. These are all things we have to think about. And these are all things we have to meditate on. And in our prayers, we have to ask for the release of the egocentric motivational self. And we have to ask that it be replaced with an understanding of the will of Allah. May it be so for each of us. Amin, amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.